and welcome to Horrific Tales. In this show we celebrate the creation of independent authors and aspiring writers. Please like and subscribe and share these episodes so that we can help our talented friends get as much exposure as possible. We would also appreciate it if you could support our artists by following them on their individual platforms and by purchasing their works. Details on how to do this are in the episode description. Today's horrific tale is a published piece submitted to us by the brilliantly successful author PJ Reid. This story is book three in our Bad Decisions series. Come now as we present to you The Screaming Woman. He woke to the touch of a soft hand stroking his cheek and the smell of Tiffany & Co. Eau de Parfum scent on his pillow. Cal opened one sleepy blue eye and the dream disintegrated. He sat bolt upright. The once white duvet tumbled from the tussled king-size bed and a look of horror stretched across his face. Streaks of burning yellow sunlight flooded through the torn, tiny pink flower-printed white curtains, blinding him. He rubbed away the last remains of fracture sleep from his eyes, their cornflower blueness accentuated by the heavy grey shadows of restless sleep. He wished he had the strength to cut them out with the kitchen knife. Marianne had adored the mysterious blue depths of his eyes. It was what drew her to him from across the sweeping boardroom table of the office headquarters of Southwestern Leisure. The attraction was instant and mutual. In the break, he had rushed from the building and bought her a cup of latte from the Costas across the road. He had almost caused an accident and received an unfriendly gesture and several coarse words from an even coarser lorry driver. But it was worth the rush. When he presented her with a cup of half-spilled coffee, her face had lit up, her hair shining strands of gold as she tucked it behind a delicate porcelain white ear, and she had smiled up at him. He had wanted her so badly it hurt him. Cal swung his legs from the bed and stared at the wreckage of their bedroom. There was a jagged white raw scar on the soft pink wall opposite in the bed. At the bottom of the wall lay the new alarm clock, its white casing shattered into pieces, plastic splinters strewn across the wood floor, interspersed with an array of silver cogs and springs which lay glinting in the rising sun. Cal padded carefully across to the window and peered through the curtain shards. Oh crap, he whispered. The sun was climbing through the sky. The shadows thrown across the street were shortening. He could not miss work again. He had already received the final warning letter. One more absence and his notice would be served. I can't afford to have an unreliable employee, Cal. Vicky covered for you yesterday and I had to pay her overtime for working a six-day week. I can't afford to pay overtime, especially not to that lazy fat heifer. She wouldn't know how to do a proper day's work even if I could prize the blasted from her, from her hands and more than a second slapped her with it. I had to help her load the boxes myself. Mr. Bushel, the manager of the Amberley Farm Market Store, had shouted on the phone at him yesterday. Cal could have laughed out loud. He delivered the Amberley Farm Organics festival boxes. The red, mud-splattered cardboard boxes mysteriously appeared in the back storage room of the farm shop every morning. He was not exactly performing open-heart surgery or heading an armed response unit. He just delivered misshapen fruit and vegetables at artificially high prices to lonely Devon housewives. Cal smiled to himself. That was the part of the job he didn't mind. 
delivering the boxes and chatting to pretty women wrapped up in assorted length dressing gowns tied over their skimpy nighties. Their figures barely hidden by the tightness of the coverings. Their waists looked so tiny. It was all he could do to stop himself encircling their ripe hips with his strong hands and squeezing them until they squeaked. Mrs White, a middle-aged woman who clung to her front door with a huge dangling breasts that were barely covered by her low-necked lingerie, always asked if he would like to come in for a coffee, but he always declined. Cal knew Mrs White wanted more than his vegetables, but he would never cross that line. He was a gentleman. Cal fiddled with the heavy gold ring which encircled his finger. Besides, he was already taken. One volatile little lady in his life was enough for any man. Cal dived into a pile of discarded clothes next to his side of the bed and grabbed the scruffy pair of jeans and the slightly rancid-smelling Amberley Organic Farm Lincoln Green Polyester T-shirt, his boxers and two unpaired socks, then ran into the cluttered little ensuite bathroom. He stood naked under the cold shower and gasped as a torrent of water rushed over his tingling body. The coldness numbed his body and cleared his head. A slight smile crossed his haggard face. I'm going to make the deliveries on time. I'm not going to lose this job, he vowed to himself, as the icy water tumbled down his back. Stacks of official-looking white envelopes marked urgent, final notice, in bold red letters were piling up unopened on the kitchen table. He could not afford to lose this job. He rested his forehead for a moment against the grimy cold towels and closed his eyes. The bathroom door opened slowly. Cal felt a sudden breath of ice spill through the bathroom, carrying the heavy aroma of too much eau de parfum. Goose flesh erupted across his skin as electrical warning signals ran through his body. He peered through the torrent of water, and his eyes widened as two black unblinking eyes stared back at him. A pale arm thrust through the plastic shower curtain. Cal threw himself into the furthest corner of the cubicle, trying to press his pale, muscular frame into the grime-covered towels. A discordant <laughs> laugh echoed through the little room as several bony fingers grabbed the shower dial and twisted. A torrent of superheated water burnt its way through Cal's skin and he jumped screaming from the shower. He stood shaking in shock as the sound of laughter echoed across the room. I thought you liked it hot, she sneered. The door slammed shut and she stomped downstairs. Cal blinked tears from his eyes. He stood naked in the doorway, letting the draught cool his body down. Crashing noises floated up the stairs. Christ, she's in a bad mood today, he thought. His shoulders slumped forwards, and he slowly towelled himself dry and dressed. He was a grey shadow of himself, barely human anymore. Your breakfast is ready. I've made you bacon, sausages, scrambled eggs and toast. Come and get it while it's hot. Marianne's voice shrieked up the stairs from the kitchen. Cal looked at his reflection in the hallway mirror. It stared back at him, mocking his physical decline. Anger flashed across his thoughts, and a red haze descended. He punched the mirror and shattered into pieces, leaving pointed glass shards embedded in the dusty grey carpet. Red drops rolled down his fingertips, and he cursed again, sucking the red liquid from his hand before it stained her carpet. Cautiously, he made his way down the stairs. The smell of the greasy English breakfast clawing at his stomach. He swallowed as a wave of nausea threatened to overpower his stomach. It was amazing how she had managed to turn a breakfast treat into a nightmare, he thought bitterly, 
as he ground his teeth together. He passed their wedding photo, which mocked him from the staircase wall. He was handsome and strong back then, his muscles bulging from underneath his grey morning suit. Marianne had looked frail, like a little china doll beside him, her lacy white wedding dress moulding the wicked shapes of her body. She was grabbing his arm with a mixture of pride and devotion. The rest of the wedding party stirred a grim face from the wedding photos. Whispers of unnatural bruises and controlling behaviours had poisoned their wedding day. If only he had heeded their warning, but he had been in love and he thought himself invincible. Carol tentatively stepped over the mountains of newspapers, flyers and pamphlets that spilled from the letterbox to the foot of the stairs. The shiny paper made them dangerously slippy underfoot, but Marianne would not let him touch them. Any neat pals he made were instantly thrown into a gale of papers only to fall across the floor once more. Marianne had never understood the importance of creating an organised orderly house. If everything was kept neatly in its place, then he would not have to waste precious time scarring the entire house for said object. After all, once they were married and she gave up her job in accountancy, it had been up to him to work and support both of them. All she had to do was keep the house tidy and serve his dinner on time. It was not complicated or an unreasonable demand. He sighed and walked along the narrow hallway into the kitchen. The smell hit him like a wall of grease as it clung to his lungs and he gagged. The kitchen sink was piled high with stained saucepans, cups and plates. The actual washing-up bowl had completely disappeared under the rotting detritus of past meals. It was disgusting, but he said nothing and meekly sat at the table. Only one month had passed since the kitchen had gleamed and sparkled, as Marianne worked non-stop removing every mark. He had been proud of their house, but had noticed it was never cleaned perfectly. Tidiness and perfection had not come naturally to his new wife. He had spent hours teaching her how to clean his house effectively, but it was all to no avail. Marianne threw a plate of cold, congealing grease in front of him. Swimming in the grease were several burnt sausages, one swiveled rasher of bacon, and a slimy grey lump of scrambled eggs. And here's your breakfast. Make sure you eat it all, she snapped. Her black eyes flashed angrily, daring him to find fault with her meal. Cal picked up a knife and fork with trembling hands. Can't I just have coffee today, please? he begged. Marianne screamed. The English breakfast flew from the table and smashed against the green-stained kitchen wall. Is that better? she yelled at him, her face inches from Cal's. I didn't mean to upset you, Marianne, he whimpered. Please, don't hurt me. Cal flinched and sunk deeper into his chair, trying to hide his six-foot-three-inch frame under the protection of the oak table. She flew behind him and whispered, But you like it a little rough, don't you? Punishments are necessary to promote excellence and obedience, she told me. Don't you remember? She pressed her body up against the vertical wooden bars of the chair back. Cal pushed his chair forward, further beneath the table, as he tried to avoid the parts of her body which oozed between the bars. Marianne grabbed a handful of his hair, then yanked Cal's head backwards. His neck strained uncomfortably over the chair back. She bent over mouth wide, ready to devour Cal's lips. Cal twisted his face to the left, trying to avoid the black blood dripping from the jagged gash which cut across her dark grey face. Well, you were the one who accused me of being a bad wife, and not paying you enough attention. Cal covered his face with his hands as he rocked backwards and forwards in the groaning chair. It wasn't my fault. You knew I had a bad temper when you married me. I didn't mean to. It was an accident. 
I just didn't want you to go out with those whore friends of yours, he whined. She threw her head backwards, the remaining strands of her blood encrusted her whipping through the air as her left eye popped from a socket and flopped against the remains of her ripped cheek. Marianne opened her mouth too wide, revealing the dark, bloody gaps where her front teeth had been, and she screamed her death scream over and over again. The noise rattled through the shaking house. She raised one decaying finger towards Cal. Well then, you have got what you wanted, my love. I am never going to leave you alone again. The letterbox rattled as an official letter stamped Amberley Farm Shop plopped onto the hallway floor, immediately lost among the mountain of paper. Mr. Bushel walked back to his car, shaking his bawling head. He would have to start looking for a replacement delivery driver immediately, before Vicky and her demands for overtime bled him dry. Well, we hope that you enjoyed our latest horrific tale. If you want to keep up to date with future episodes, then subscribe to our YouTube channel and like our Facebook page. Please also take a moment to support our contributing artists who very kindly lend their talents to this show. Check out the links in the description how you can do this. Until next time my friends, keep it creepy, keep it horrific.